Okay, let's get started with Parshas Yisro, Tavshinai and Vav, Maimon Harsinai. Amazing that the Parsha Maimon Harsinai is named after a non-Jew. The Yisro, we've spoken about that, but sometimes as we do, let's start at the end and then we'll get back to the beginning. The end of the Parsha tells us a halacha about how the Mizbeach is supposed to be built. And then we will, uh, Hashem, come back to Maimon Harsinai. The Torah tells us in the last Pasuk, the last two Pesukim of the Parsha, when, this im is not an if, it's a when. Sometimes im means when in the Torah. When you build a Mizbeach. Don't use yun, carved stones. Because I cannot have any sword that has any connection to the Mizbeach. As is discussed, the Mizbeach is meant to be ma'arich, the life of a person, kapara, and a sword brings the opposite. Don't go up b'ma'alos. There's not allowed to be steps up to the Mizbeach. Can't be steps, there has to be a ramp. The Kevesh, as we know, on the south side of the Mizbeach, because taking steps, we would have to lift up our legs a little more than if we would be going up a ramp, and there could be a slight Gilui Erva. Gilui Erva. The day the, the Kohanim who wore robes, so it could be a little Gili Erva. And Rashi quotes, obviously, Gili Erva, embarrassment in front of the inanimate object, the floor. I was just meant to teach us, to teach us a lesson in terms of the tzniyas that we are supposed to uh, be conscious of. So if you look in the first source, in the Lachzos Benoam Hashem, he quotes, maybe we can understand this Alderech Drush, this Pasig of, not to take steps, but to go up a ramp. The way to go, to grow, in any way of life, in any area of our spiritual life, is little by little. One can never jump in Avodas Hashem. One can never jump too many rungs at once. Rather, one has to go little by little. Says the says the uh, what can happen if somebody jumps up too far, too much at one time? Then imagine going up a ladder and trying to do three rungs at a time. There's a tremendous danger there that one could fall. Hadavar dome. We're not ready for it. Gives him mashal. So imagine, I want to start lifting weights. I want to, I want to work out. I want to start lifting weights. I'm going to start with something very heavy. So, holy shomer, it's never going to work. I've never lifted weights in my life. So I'm going to start lifting heavy weights. I'm just going to get sore. It's going to be impossible. If I lift one, it's going to come down hard on me. And I'm going to start off less than what I started with. Little by little. That's how any strengthening of physical muscles or spiritual muscles, works. Step by step, add a few more pounds, add a few more pounds, or kilo, as he writes. If we go little by little, step by step, then it's going to work. And he gives another mashal. If we try to do something that we're not ready for, Imagine a child in a high chair. The parents are about to start feeding him for the first time, for the second time. And they take and they give the child a piece of steak. They give the child meat. It's great. You can't give a child. The child's not ready for that. First, soft foods. And then as they get stronger and the teeth come in, a little tougher foods. Milk and a little mushed cereal. Real food, but mushed up. Ground meat. And then eventually give a piece of steak. But you can't give that right away. 
The same thing with Torah. We have to know exactly what we're up to and what's appropriate for where we are. Because if we jump, then we can even lose the place where we are on. If we are on a ladder and we jump up a rung, then we can miss and lose the step and then fall all the way back down. And life's not about just getting to the top. Life's about being where we are, strengthening ourselves, and moving up. And he says that's what David Amelov says. We say it so often. David says, line 16, Mi Who could go up the mountain of Hashem? And who can? Same Russian. Mi yakum bimkom What's the second phrase supposed to teach us? There are many that could go up. There are many that could jump. But the point isn't to jump and get there, but the point is to figure out how to stay there. Sometimes we see People, often it's teenagers, that go to a certain extreme overnight. And often it doesn't last, because it's not step by step. And especially as we go through anything in life, we have to grow, we have to keep growing. There can't be a stage in our life where we're not growing. Because as many point out, our life, as we've said, is going up and down escalator. If we're not growing, we're going in a different direction. So we always have to be growing at every stage of our life. But... We have to realize, we have to go in a logical progression. We each need a Rebbe to be Marit to show the way. And we could fall down. So what does all this have to do with us? He says, maybe this is all Marumas. This is hinted to in this last Pasuk. One could call it the ultimate Pasuk, the pinnacle Pasuk of the Parsha of Maimon Arsini. You're going to get the Torah. But don't jump up the steps. Don't have steps that, on a deeper level, don't go up quickly. We can't use this as an excuse. No, I can't do that. That's not for me. No, we have to be honest with ourselves and do everything we can. But we have to go step by step. If not, if we... Jump steps. It could be that we're going to fall down and reveal our, our, our faults, our nakedness, and then we will achieve nothing in our, in our trying. So that starts us off, which ends the parsha, but really gets us going. We have to grow constantly, but realize where we are up to. We quoted in the past the Gemara in Chulin about Marukva, which the Bali Musar explained along these lines as well. Remember the Gemara about Marukva, the one source in Shas for wading between Fleshiks and Milchiks. Marukva says, my father's like wine, I'm only like vinegar. Why? My father waits 24 hours between Fleshiks and Milchiks. And I only wait 6 hours. I only wait Misuda Lasuda, which Rovri showed him assume for 6 hours. So he says, he's wine, I'm only vinegar. Ask the Bali Musar. But if Marukva really thought that was the better idea, so why did he wait for 24 hours? Right? He wanted the ice cream so badly, let him wait. And the answer is no, that he knew that that's not what he was up to. That wasn't the next step for him. It was, it was up, but it wasn't where he was up to. And life is about realizing what the next step is, what we can be macabre on ourselves, and in that way be able to grow to our full potential. Okay, now let's get back to the Beginning of the parsha. So Yisro hears. Vayishma Yisro. Yisro hears. What does he hear? Rashi quotes two suggestions. Kriyas Yamsuf, Bilchemes Amalek. The Gemara in Zvachim has a third option. But Yisro, as we know, is the only one that heard, and not only heard, but came and acted upon it. Everybody heard. The whole world heard about what happened. But only one man took it as a message and acted based upon it. So nobody else came. Yisro was the only one. He heard everything that God had done. He took them out. And Yisrael comes and he brings the wife and kids who did not know any, did not witness anything. Right? It was too dangerous. Hashem said, what are you bringing them back to Mitzrayim for? Leave them here. I'll meet you after we come out. So they haven't seen, they haven't seen anything. They haven't seen their father in a while. So he brings the children Sipora and Shnei Vaneha and the children. And what happens, there's a whole Suda. 
Also the Vayomer Al Moshe, Anichosencha Yisro Boylecha, Vishko Shebaneima. Hi, I'm here with the wife and kids. Vayate Moshe the Grashosno, Vayishtahu, Vayishaklo, he gives him a hug, he gives him a kiss, Vayishalush Lareola Shalom, and they have a whole they have a whole meeting. And then they uh Yisro makes an exclamation, Baruch Hashem Mitzrayim, blesses HaKadosh Baruch Hu, and then they sit down to eat. It's time to eat, so they sit down to eat. Vayikach Yisro, Pasuk Yud Beis, Vayikach Yisro, Chosein Moshe, Ola Uzvachim Lelokim, Yisro gives Olos and Zvachim Lelokim, right, he offers up Karbanos. Interestingly, we know the halacha is that a non-Jew is only allowed to give a Karban Ola, and here Yisro is giving an Ola and a Shlamim, not for now, but Yisro brings Karbanos, Vayavo Aharon, Vikolzigne Yisroel, Lechalechem, Im Chosein Moshe, Lefneha Elokim. What did the Pazak say? Aaron and all the Zakanim, come join Yisro to eat. Simple question. Where's Moshe? Right, they all come. Moshe is nowhere. The Pazak says, Aaron, the Zakanim, come eat with Yisro. Where is Moshe? So Rashi is bothered by this. As we know, Rashi, Pazak Yud Beis, O Moshe Hechan Halach, where did Moshe go? Up until this pasuk, it said Moshe went out and Moshe did this and Moshe did that, and all of a sudden we have, and they all sit down to eat. Aaron, the Zakanim, and Yisro. Where's Moshe? Says Rashi. Ella shahaya omed umishamesh lifnehem. What happens? Omed umishamesh. He was the waiter. He was serving them. He was dealing with the getting, making sure they have all their food and giving them pieces of karbanos. Omed umishamesh. So we can read that Rashi and, and gloss over it and, and move on. But if you think about it, it's very unusual. Moshe was the waiter. Where is Moshe? So if you look in the Ebenezer and the Chizkuni, they say it's obvious Mo- Moshe gives a different answer than Rashi. He was there. He was, he was involved in everything. Obviously he was there. The Pasuk saying also Aaron and the Zakanim with Yisro. But Rashi, Korni Chazal say he was, he was being Mishamish them. How could they have let Moshe do that? Line 8 now in the Yam Simcha, Rabbi Freed. Umitzad halacha. Ein kasha shudu klai sola niyech Moshe L'shamesh. Yes, you're right. Halachically. Halachically, it's okay. Why? Because we paskin. Melech shamachala kvodo ein kvodo machala. Melech can't be mochal in his coven. But a Rebbe can. Why? Because a Rebbe's coven comes from the Torah that he learned. A Rebbe can be mochal in his coven. Rebbe shamachala kvodo kvodo machal. Fine, halachically, but emotionally, Moshe Rabbeinu, Achlo lechorek kasha, hechi nicho klal Yisrael, she Moshe Rabbeinu yishamisho some. Imagine, imagine if the greatest rabbi alive, or the greatest rabbi in history, comes and is is in our house. Are we going to sit there? You, can you please serve me. You you go in the kitchen and bring in the dishes, help clear, help serve. Of course not. We'll wait on them. We'll do everything. And this is the greatest Rebbe that ever walked the face of the earth, Moshe Rabbeinu. And yet, B'nai Yisrael, allow him to serve them. Nothing ever would give him the greatest covenant in the world. Venera says the Yam Simcha line twenty one. Dekan Ksuva Hamadrega Achigdola Babidas Anavasha Moshe Rabbeinu. We know that Moshe Rabbeinu, as the Torah itself bears witness, was the greatest Anav, besides being the greatest Rebbe, the greatest Anav. Maybe those went together. As the Pasuk says later on in the Torah, Moshe was the greatest Anav ever. But this parsha explains the Yam Simcha, maybe, is giving us an insight into how unbelievable an Anav he was. The Torah says, V'ish Moshe, Anav Ma'od Mikol Ha'adam. V'azbir Dvarai al-Yadi B'didi Aviyovda. And he explains a personal experience that helped him understand this. He quotes from the Stipler. The Stipler, in many of his letters, he writes all about his anava and his, what he thinks of himself. He always is saying, he's nothing, but katnus daiti, 
Shishtamish be'ezel shonos kamo line thirty one. Shani eno magia filomalos talmud chacham ragil. I'm not even like a regular basic knowledgeable talmud chacham. Vitzfisasi kfeita harbei. Right, I have difficulty understanding. He uses all these lashonos. Ain't any magzim rakosid v'ram kaviasa, and I'm not exaggerating. Right, so he says v'lo ode v'lo evo. So explains the Yam Simcha. After a while, when you read these types of things, you really start believing them a little bit. And you're like, yeah, he's similar, maybe a little bit quantitatively more than us. But when somebody acts in a certain way, so self-effacing, and so not being the focus, then people really start believing that they're not the greatest, the most unbelievable. Because you can relate to them so much. They're so normal. They're so down-to-earth. And explains the Yam Simcha, that shows their Anava even more. When people stop realizing how great they are because they've given off the impression, they've, they've, they've pulled the wool over our eyes in such a way, that's the greatest level that so many are not zochet to. Yisraelis says that's the, uh, maybe that's the message by Moshe Rabbeinu as well. They, of course they knew Moshe Rabbeinu. But maybe Moshe Rabbeinu hid his greatness so much that, yeah, okay, like they weren't even so, they were medoptic, but it didn't even phase, it phased them a little bit, but not enough to stop that he was being mishamish them. Oh yeah, Moshe, Moshe! But that was what he was zochet to, because he, he was such, his greatness was inside, and he was so self-effacing, not focusing, that, that people even started believing it somewhat. Remember, this is at the beginning of the 40 years. But maybe that's the highest level. And he even quotes, if we continue online, he quotes the quotes a story about uh, uh, Elisha. But if you look on line 21, he quotes from the Raziner. Uh, line 20. There are different levels of man. The purer. The more spiritual, clean a person might be, avodaso nireis pachos mi bachutz vizoek as yoser mi bifnim mebeisha bekocho lahastiro. The really unbelievably great tzaddikim. Why are they called the Lama Vav hidden tzaddikim? Because they're hidden inside. You don't even realize it. And the more they can hide it, the more even the higher they might be. And he said it's even alluded to. In what we say on Shabbos morning in Shochenad. What do we say? Line 26. It depends. Ashkenaz or Sfard. But we're going to go through one of the versions. We have. And Chasidim. And Kedoshim. The four levels of that tefillah that we say at the end of Sukkot de Zimra on Shabbos morning. So it goes. Yisharim are straight, upright, wonderful, complete Jews. They're a little bit on the outside. You see their greatness on their mouths. That's But then you get more, a little bit more, inside. You go from the peh to the svatayim. What is svatayim? The lips. Like we know Shemona Esrei, our lips might be moving, but you don't hear. Peh, you hear the mouth talking. But then, lips, come over to Shemona Esrei. Rak svoseha naos v'kololo yishma, by Chana. And then you have the next level up. Ubilashon tzadikim tiskadash. Only the tongue that's more inside. And finally, the Kedoshim, Uvikerev Kedoshim. It's all in. As you go up the ladder, they're more and more Bifnim, they're more and more Kadosh, and therefore that reflects greatness, which many times we don't even realize on the outside. The Afshar, so suggest the Yam Simcha, maybe that was Moshe Rabbeinu's greatness here. He was Omen Mishamish. He was able to even fool Klal Yisrael into thinking that he wasn't a Moshe Rabbeinu. To allow them to allow him to be the Mishamish. 
They thought he was great, but maybe only in a quantitative way. He reached this level of hiding his greatness. And that is also alluded to right here in the Parsha of Kabbalah Satora. If Solveitschik writes that one of the greatest mitzvot that we have an obligation to do, and this comes up all throughout our lives, is one of the last mitzvahs in the Torah, and that is the Alachta Bedrachav. It's quoted eight different places in the, in the Torah, but the Sefer Chinuch counts it all the way at the end of the Torah, the Halachta, the Alachta Bedrachav. So the Gemara has different examples, both in Midos, the Gemara in Shabbos, Mahu Rachum, Afatar Rachum, Mahu Chanun, and in Actions. The Gemara in Sota, Mahu Mevaker Cholim, by Avram, Soto Avatem Mevaker Cholim. Just like he visited the sick, comforted the mourners, buried the dead, and clothed the naked. The four different um, actions that are described at the end of the first parak in Mesecha Sota, so do we. But if Salvatric said, there's more. Those are just examples. And one of the other examples, uh, uh, one of the other examples is Mahut Sanua. Hashem is the most sanua being. We don't even see him. We don't even hear him. He he's behind the scenes. He's behind everything. He does. He works so. It doesn't have to work so hard. He created the world in a way where he's behind the scenes. The greatest way that we can imitate Hakadosh Baruch Hu is when we're behind the scenes. If we don't get credit for something that we did, but it just makes us feel good inside, knowing that we did it, it's between us and Hashem. That's v'halachta bedrachav. And that's this highest level of anava that the Yom Simcha is talking about when we can act like HaKadosh Baruch Hu, just behind. Obviously, there has to be some self-worth. There's a balance of not being stepped on and abused. But when we can do a mitzvah, when we can do something without being noticed, that's the greatest level of acting like HaKadosh Baruch Hu, and that's what Moshe Rabbeinu was zocha to here as well. Okay. Moving right along. So Yisro comes, and we, they have the party. Vayimi macharas, Shani. The next day, Moshe gets up. Dad, I'm here, but I have a busy day ahead of me. Let's, we'll talk tonight. Vayesha Moshe l'spodasam. Moshe sits down to judge, to be the shofet. Yisro has never seen this before. Yisro is witnessing. Vayamoda ama Moshe min aboker ad ha'erif. Morning till night, Moshe is sitting there, being the shofet. Yisro sees what's happening. And he says it's not working. What are you doing to them? Interesting that he uses that lashon. He's doing something to them. You're sitting, they're standing, they're waiting in lines the whole day. Moshe says, what do you want from me? What, what, what choice do I have? The Torah teaches us that Moshe listened to his father-in-law, and the father-in-law gave advice, and Moshe took the constructive criticism. Yisro says it's not working. It's not working. You need to learn to delegate. You can't do everything yourself. right? Even though, up until now, you would think, how did Moshe know this? Moshe didn't want to go. Hashem says, you're it, you're it, you have to do it. Hashem never told him this. Yisro gives him the advice from the outside. He says, it's not going to work. You have to, you have to give up some of the responsibilities. And the question is, we give Yisro such credit for this advice, such credit. We even name the parsha of Matan Torah after him. Yisro, why? At the beginning of the parsha, Rashi quotes. Why is it, his other name was Yeter? Sheyiter parsha lachas Because of him, we have this parsha. Yisro, Yeter, similar names. What was so great about this advice? Isn't it somewhat obvious? Maybe Moshe didn't see it because he was involved. He was the Nogabadavar. But what was so special about this advice that Yisro gave that we make such a, we have such a focus on it? Ask for Pincus, source number four. Chazal mafligim, b'chachmaso shal Yisro, b'itzasal Moshe. Chazal emphasize and, and praise this advice. Unbelievable! Yisro came up with that idea. What was so unique? What was so special? 
Dover Pashin move on the Kalechad. Every company in, in the world today has, has uh, bosses and presidents and vice presidents and officers. We can figure that out. So what was it? What was it about Yisro's advice? Says Rav Pincus, There's a major message that Yisro taught them and the spillover effect. The trickle-down effect is felt even today. Even today from Yisro's amazing advice. And what's that? Ki yitachain she Moshe Rabbeinu haya yachol haseis ha'am levado shaharei haya ish alokim It could be, says Rav Pankis, maybe, maybe Moshe could have survived. Yes, Yisro said, Nabal Tibo, but maybe Moshe could have done it. He could have lasted and the Jews would have wanted him the Gam Yisrael had Difu, Li Shafi, Moshe Rabbeinu. Aval, but what would have been the message? If Moshe would have done everything himself, what would have been in the next generation? Klai Yisrael would have said, okay, who's going to be that one person in this generation? And who's going to be that one person in the next generation? Notzar Matzav, Sherav be Yisrael Hurak Echad Badar, Gaon ve Gadoch Lechachma Kamosh Rebbeinu. There's only one rabbi in every generation. There's only one teacher, and he's it, that's it. Nobody else has the power of being Mashpia, of teaching, of being the source of the word of HaKadosh Baruch Hu. That could have been what would have happened, and that's very dangerous. To have one person to rely on, says Rav Pinkus, you know what Yisro taught? Them and us, there could be many leaders and many levels of leaders. Yes, of course, there are Gdole Hadar, but then there are Rabbanim, and then there are Mechanchim, and then there are parents, and then there are on so many different levels, there could be teachers. Sare Alafim, Sare Meo, Sare Asarim, Sare Asaris. Yitzro taught us that. It doesn't only have to be one person. Who's the mashpia? Line twelve. Alzeba Yisrael v'lim limadnu. Sha'anshe ma'ila einam rak ilu agdolim biyoser. Ela dargos dargos yishpinyan. There are different levels of great mashpiim and marbitze Torah. Sare alafim. Those who have the schus of teaching thousands of people Torah. Sare meos. Those who teach hundreds. Sare chamishim. Sare asaros. Kol echad lefidar gato yachol lahagia legadlus. Everyone on their own level. Umeyata Yachola Kol Ima Livgos Bitfila. Besha Malika Neira Shabis. Shibna Yegodal Batora Vayira Virabi Yisrael. Every mother kidavin that her child should achieve greatness and be a great mashpia in Klaal Yisrael. Because it's not totally on only specific individuals in every generation. That's what Yisro taught. And then Moshe went one step further. Moshe teaches us. And it's not only those few people. I already gave away the punchline somewhat. But Moshe Rabbeinu. What does Yisro say? And when Moshe went to search for them, he didn't find people with all of these milas. He found But not all, with everything. But you know what Moshe teaches us? You find the greatest leader of your generation and he's the leader. That's how it goes. Yiftach Bedoro, Kishmuel Bedoro. Not only, Yisro taught us there can be more than one. Moshe says, and you take the leaders and you don't say, well, my rabbi isn't Rabbi Kiva Eger, so I'm not going to, I'm not asking him any questions. No. Every generation has its leaders and we have to go to our Rebbeim to talk to them as they are our Moshe Rabbeinu. They are our connection in the Mesorah, in the transmission of Torah. That's Moshe Rabbeinu's additional legacy. Not only one person, not only greats, but the greatest that you have. And then HaKadosh Baruch Hu went even one step further. At Harsinai itself, Ubishas Matan Torah, line 25, Hosev HaKadosh Baruch Hu owned Bazeh, what does Hashem say right before Ma'abed Arsinai? V'yatem, all of you, t'yuli, mamleches ka'an in v'gay kadosh. Everybody. 
Everybody could be that leader. One out of ten. One out of a hundred. Kaddish Baruch Hu says no. Everybody could achieve greatness. Whom is bonein banu biyachas lakala olam? Shanachnu askula vakani ampisocham. We have to be the teachers. We have to be the model for society for the whole world. And therefore, says Rapinkis, Parsha Zuefo, Balistar, is Tainus Asheker and Afutsa Hayom. This section in the Torah is to go against what people think. Right, it's not for everybody. The Torah is not for everybody. Commitment to Torah, life being mushpa by Torah, it is for everybody. Hashem said it. The Atem Tiyuli. Every one of you could be a Mamlechas Kohanim. The Goy Kadosh has a responsibility. Everybody, I'm call Yudi Shomer Torah Shabbos. Yegodo Torah Ein Lano Afilu. Sorry, I love him. And therefore, we have to do everything we can to be that Am Segula, because that's what Yisro taught us, that's what Moshe taught us, and that's what even HaKadosh Baruch Hu taught us as well. Okay. Moving right along. Perak Yutes now. Now we get into the Perak of Maimon Harsinai itself. Going up to it. Perak Yutes, which leads up to Perakhaf. Bachodesh HaShlishi L'Seis B'nei Yisrael Meres Misrayim. Third month. As the Gemara says, it was the third month with the third child, Moshe. The people split up into three. Konim Levim Yisraelim. Give him the three books. Tanakh. Right? So, the third month. They come to Sinai. Years ago, we spoke about the well-known Arachayim HaKadosh on this Pasuk. What, why does it repeat where they came from? Why does it say first where they left? Rafidim, the three preparations that are needed for Kabbalah Satorah. Okay, not for now. Umoshe Allah Moshe goes up, first time, to Harsinai. Hashem calls to him and says, Say this to Beis Yaakov, and he gives them the message. You saw what I did in Mitzrayim. I carried you on wings of eagles. You have to be prepared to be an Amsegula. Moshe goes. He says, they say yes. He goes back. And then we can continue Kabbalah Sator. What's the double Lashon? Calling Kla Yisrael two different phrases. Beis Yaakov and B'nai Yisrael. Ko Tamar Beis Yaakov et Hagei B'nai Yisrael. So Rashi quotes, as we know, Ko Tamar Beis Yaakov Elu Hanashim. Beis Yaakov is a re- reference to the women. Tomar lahen. The softer verb is used. Ko tomar lebeis Yaakov. When he talks to the women, he gives a softer lashon. Lebeis Yaakov. V'tagel lebenei Yisrael. Hagada is a stronger, stricter lashon. The men need a stricter lashon. V'tagel lebenei Yisrael. Onshim v'dikdukin. Paresh lizcharim. Explain that to the men. Dvarim akashin kegitin. Okay, so the men and the women, and that's why we know a base Yaakov is a girl's school. Uh, B'nai Yisrael, the, the phrase that was taken from this passage. Kol tomar l'beis Yaakov, v'tagel l'b'nai Yisrael. Answer Moshe Feinstein. Wonderful, amazing passage. Why the women first? When HaKadosh Baruch Hu is giving the message to tell all the Kla Yisrael, first is the women. Kol tomar l'beis Yaakov. Why the women coming first here right before Kabbalah Satorah? I need to have the women hear what I have to say. And say it in a certain way. And the men also, but there's, there's a specific order given here. Why is Beis Yaakov before B'nai Yisrael? Says Ramosha. Says Ramosha. Anybody has to speak at all. This is the thought to use about a mother or a wife or a daughter or a sister or any in uh, any context. Fitzarek Lahavinatam says Rav Moshe. We know men have more mitzvahs to fulfill. If this is Maimon Arsinai, Kabbalah's mitzvahs, so you would think the men, they have more mitzvahs to fulfill. They have a chiv of Talmud Torah. So, why are they first? So says Rav Moshe. The Torah is not just being given to one generation. This is a monumental moment in history. This history is going to affect the rest of eternity. 
it, it was held, as Chazal say, all of the world was held somewhat in limbo until this moment. Yom HaShishi, Vav Sivan, up until Kleisor accepted the Torah. But now, this moment in time, Kleisor will accept the Torah forever and ever for eternity. Ad Choladoros. And Hashem wanted there to be a security. Hashem needed a guarantee that the Torah would be passed down from generation to generation. There's not going to be another Maimon Harsinai. It's a one-time historical event. It's never going to happen again. Kol gadol velo yasaf. It's never going to happen again. What's the secret? What's the secret of Klal Yisrael lasting throughout the generations? The secret is, says Rav Moshe, The secret is education. We are people of the book. And that's why we're still here. Because the first thing a Jew does in a new community, is open up a school. Why? Because that's what we know the future is, the future of the children. A community where the average age is pretty high does not have a future. A community with vibrancy, with youth, that's where, and, and the and the hashka, the investment that's put into the youth, that's the future. That's the future for any people, and that's the future we know. For Klal Yisrael, and education, says Moshe, doesn't start when they're much older, and we can have deep intellectual conversations with them or conceptual analysis, lumdus conversations with them. That's not where education starts, because if we wait that long, we're going to be too late. Shaz. If we don't start education at a very young age, if we don't start inculcating the values that we believe in at a very young age, then we're going to lose it. The train is going to be pointing and it's going to already be running and we're not going to be able to catch up. Skip two lines. Right, the Gemara even tells us, and Chazal tells us that some of the Tanoim, that their mothers brought their, their cribs into the base Medrash, right, to be able to, uh, through osmosis, feel the environment. And who's responsible most for that education at the younger ages? Who is the Akeris Abayis, the one that really shapes, the one that forms, the one that molds the child? Yes, both parents are involved, but it's really the mother that HaKadosh Baruch Hu gave those powers to and those talents. It's the mother that creates who the child really is. And it goes with the physical, right? Starting with milk. And as they get older, right, the messages that are passed from mother to child, from young ages, giving them the base. And then as they get older, they could go and they could get a Rebbe who could teach them and Shas. But the foundation is given by the mother. And HaKadosh Baruch Hu knows that. And at Har Sinai, Hashem emphasizes that I need to have that foundation, and that's why he mentions it first. First comes Beis Yaakov. Ko Tomar Beis Yaakov. And then the Sagei Lebnei Yisrael. Hashem is hinting to us what we have to re- realize throughout history. Shalachin Hiktam HaKadosh Baruch Hu B'Kabbalas HaTorah, as Anashim. Shirak Al Yedeyem Tiyah Kabbalas HaTorah Gemura. The values, not as much the information, Rav Moshe says. It's the value system and the shaping of and commitment to something greater than what is in front of us. And eventually, but that's a later stage, and that's why Rav Moshe says at Har Sinai first comes the women, and then eventually could come the mothers. And the fathers. Okay. Along those same lines, a separate thought, but along the same lines, 
What does Moshe say? In the name of HaKadosh Baruch Hu, Atem Re'isem, Asher Asisi B'Mitzrayim. Vo'esha Eschem HaKan Finisharim, Bavi Eschem Eloi. I brought you to me, Va'ata. Im Shamo Atishmu B'Koli Yushpartem Ezbrisi. If you listen and you guard my covenant, V'yisem Li Segula Mikol Ha'amim, Ki Li Kol Ha'aretz. And you act like the treasure nation. V'yatem Tiyuli Mamlechaz Kornim V'Gay Kadosh. If you do that... Then we have a then we have a covenant. Then we have an agreement. Rashi, Rashi tells us on this pasuk in Pere, pasuk hey pasuk hey viata. What's viata? Now, if you accept this, what's viata? Rashi says im ata tigablu alechem. If now you accept it, ye'arav lachem ikan ve'elach. It's gonna become sweet to you. Shekal haschalos kashos. Not, it shouldn't be a more famous Rashi. Try to do that right now. Right? But Rashi says it right here. Viata. If you accept the Torah now, Yerav lachem ikan ve'elach. It's going to become so sweet. Shekal haschalos kashos. Beginnings are hard. I'm telling you right now, says Hashem, but if you fight through it and you work at it, so then it's going to become sweet. It's going to be Vaharevna as Divi Sarascha. The beginning might not, but it's going to happen. Rav Ali Shur, Revolvi writes in source number six, this is at the beginning of volume one in Ali Shur. The first chapter, Parak Rishon, which is titled Limud Gemara. That's the title of the first chapter in the Ali Shur. After his Akdama and his Psicha and his Mavo, right? The first chapter, Limud Gemara. He quotes a Medrash. Lulei saraschcha shashuai, right? Were well, not for your Torah, zavati bionyi, amru Yisrael. Ilulei saraschcha shahaisa imi vehu shashuai, azavati bionyi. Without the Torah, I would not be here. Ilulei hi lo hayachayim. Says Rav Volpi, Torah einena kashar hamiksoos. The Torah isn't a profession. It's not an area of study, like we choose. Sometimes we'll ask someone, oh, what are you studying? They're in, they're in a, some type of school. What, what's, what are you studying? What school are you in? What this, what that? You know, we'll ask them. And they chose, what, ma- what are you majoring in? Right? There's a choice of, of what to choose. Right? What are you going into? Right? These are all questions that there's a choice of. That's not Torah. There's no choice. It's not a mitzvah. Torah is not something that we choose to go into. Torah is something that we need to go into. Says Ravobi, at the beginning of one's learning career, one doesn't learn always or often because they love it and they want to. You ask an average high schooler out there. They don't love every Gemara shir that they hear. But at that stage, and even in the first years in yeshiva, it's not that every moment we are learning because we love it. But says, says Revolbi, but that's what's meant to be. Because if you do something at the beginning of a process because you love it, so then when you start not loving it, so then it's just going to fall away. We have to do it first and foremost because we need it. Or intellectually, we know we need it because we have to. But Doris Kedumim, maybe in early generations it was clearer, but in our generation it's not clear. So yes, as Revolbi writes often, not to force things down children's throat, but to make it as packaged and beautiful in a way as possible. But for myself, when I, once I get mature enough to realize that this is important, it's something that I have to do, I have to do it. And I push myself into it because I know what I have to do. But you know what's going to happen? It says Revolbi, Hashem promises. That's the Rashi. Rashi says right here, Kol haschalos kashos. Im shamoa tishma. Yeah, Rav Lachem Ikan It's going to become sweet. Line 21. Ulam HaCheshek Ba Im Halimud. It comes. If we push, if we continue, if we're committed, 
It's going to be a school, and he quotes that Rashi right here, Yisro Ravi. See, Revolvi is also one of those who does not quote Prakim, because Prakim come from non-Jewish sources. He quotes the Aliyah. Yisro Ravi. Kabbalah, like the Chavetz Chaim. Kabbalah me'ata hi Kabbalah ha'echrech limada Torah. Right now, says Hashem, you don't appreciate the Torah yet. Viata now. Now you just got to accept. And that's what they did with Naseb and Ishma. They accepted it because they knew eventually, afterwards, it's going to become sweet to them. They're going to realize they can't live without it. Once we become a Ben Torah, a Bas Torah, we become people who are totally living Torah lives. It takes over every element of who we are and how we talk and how we spend our free time. That's what Kabbalah's HaTorah is about. Hashem says every day, Every day is a Kabbalah Sator that we have to have. And there are challenges he talks about, especially if one is not used to it. There is it's hard to concentrate, especially in our generation. We all have these buttons and technological devices in our pockets, and it's hard to focus. We have to do what we can to try to turn off, to be able to turn on. And therefore, do what we can to remove the distractions. But when we're focused, says Revolbi, that's the Rashi. HaKadosh Baruch Hu promises us. If we take the first step, if we dedicate, if we decide, I'm going to do this, I'm going to make this Seder, and I'm going to do this mitzvah, whatever it is, it's hard at the beginning. But it's going to happen, and it's going to make us perfect ourselves in the greatest of ways. And he continues, you can feel free to read the rest of the parak, but that's Revolbi focusing on this Rashi in our parsha. Baruch Hashem. We continue now, right before Kabbalah Satora. Right before Kabbalah Satora, we're moving up. We're moving up, and Perak Yutes now, Pasik Vav. Next Pasik. V'yatem tiyuli malachas konim kadosh. Say these things to Bnei Yisrael. Moshe, give Bnei Yisrael the message. These things, Rashi says four words. Not less, not more. Say these things to Klal Yisrael. Just this. And ask the Olam. What was the Havamina that Moshe would add on or take away? Hashem says to Moshe, say this exactly. Okay, fine. Not more, not less. What's the Havamina? That we would say more, that we would say less? Two ideas. Two ideas. First from the Tosefas Bracha, the Torah Tamima in source number eight. Why would we think more? Never says anywhere else. Never says anywhere else this type of drasha. Only here. Why dafka right here? Suggest the Tosefis bracha. Maybe it's based on a halacha. We know. When a non-Jew comes to convert, we try to convince him otherwise. We try to say, you don't need this. Jews are downtrodden. There's so many mitzvos. They're serious mitzvos. We, we, we try to dis, disconvince him, right? Convince him otherwise. You don't want to be a Jew. Right? We do not proselytize and we don't know missionize. That's not our religion. Hashem says, Right, and we, we, we try to tell people not to. Where are all halachas of gayers learned out from? Right here. Maimed Ar Sinai. The Rabbah Menuchas Yisurei Bia. All of halachas are learned out. V'hine Yisrael, line 11, B'Sha'as Matan Torah. Ha'yukumo gayerim she'nichnesu tachas kanfei ashrina. They were like gayerim ulefizeh ha'yel ha'moshe lahodiam. If they're Gerim, shouldn't Moshe mention some of the difficulties? Shouldn't Moshe mention some of the mitzvahs chamuros? 
It's a gerus. Isn't that the halacha? Hashem says, Ela hadvarim. Lo pachos velo yoser. Not this gerus. This gerus I want to happen. This gerus is weighted on the side of Kabbalah. This gerus is the source, but it's not exactly the same as other gerus. The Tamadavar line 15. Shemeshunin yizemi Kabbalah satara miknisas gerim hu. Because here, it's Am Yisrael. This is the destiny of the world. Sof, sof, yekablu atara bekfiya. They're going to accept it in one way or another. Either Nazem and Ishma, or they're going to get it anyway. Kafalem Archegigus, as we discussed in the past. And therefore, says the Tosefes Bracha, maybe that's the Lopachos below Yoser. Exactly this amount, no less and no more. One idea. But then there's the second idea, which relates back to the story I mentioned earlier. And that is, Lopachos below Yoter. Rav Sternbach. Rav Sternbach asked the Kasha. Vitzarech Iyun. The Chas V'Shalom Sheyishan Moshe Divri HaKadosh Baruch Chas V'Shalom, Moshe is going to change something. What's the Havamina? Says the Tavadas. And again, it's fit, this connects to the first thought we said tonight, but I put it here because it's in order of the Parsha. Ela Habir. Shehizhiru Abanei Yisrael. Shalom Yishanu Tafkidam. The warning is to Kla Yisrael. This is what you have to be. Lo pachos velo yoter. V'yugdoleyem amlechaz konev v'gay kadosh. Upshute am al yersu al Hashem l'nhogat zmami midas chasidus yesera al dargasam amitas. Eladvarim, do this. Telling each Jew, fulfill your potential. Don't try to be somebody you are not. Lo pachos, don't be less than you could be. But velo yoter, don't be more. Everybody has a job. Everybody has a package. Everybody has a tachlis to fulfill. In Torah, in Avodah, Gimilas Chasadim. We're all good at different things. We're all given different talents by HaKadosh Baruch Hu. And Hashem tells us all at our Sinai, do what you could do. Don't look at a neighbor. Don't, just like his, just like the, your, our neighbor. We're, we don't, we're not supposed to take my neighbor's glasses. Why? Because he has a different prescription than me. So if I wear his glasses, it's not going to fit me. So too, I shouldn't take his job in Avodah Hashem because he has different talents than me and he has different kochos. And he could teach and he could be a doctor and make a Kiddush Hashem and he could be... Everybody has different kochos. Lo pachos velo yoter. And what does he quote? He quotes our Marukva story in Chul and Kufay. Why didn't Marukva wind away 24 hours? Because he knew that that wasn't his potential. That wasn't his position. Line 16. Vizeo klavi kar gadol. Shein litvos kafi madrega. Shein oshayach lo od klav. No. We have to know exactly who we are, what we are. Lo pachos velo yoter. Don't look right, don't look left. Just look at who we are meant to be. Two answers to that question on Rashi. Okay. So now we get up to the actual Third month, third day. The third day of Hachana. Getting ready for Klai Yisrael. There was thunder and lightning. Everybody was scared. Everybody was nervous. Moshe goes out. And he stands and there's smoke. And there's fire. And it's unbelievable. Pasuk Yutes. Moshe Yidaber, Vo'elokim Yanenu Bakov. Right? Moshe, there's a Kola Shofar, and Hashem Yanenu Bakov, and it's answered all of these sounds that are coming. The Gemara Brachas picks up on the fact that the word Kol is used a number of times in these succession of Psukim. Tezayin Yuzayin Yudches. Says the Gemara Brachas in the first parak. Davavim Abes. Amr Michael Ba Amr Avuna. Over kolos. Anyone who goes to a wedding and does not take part in being they just go, they eat some food and they leave. Over kolos. They violate. They lose out on five kolos. Which five? etc. Five kolos read about a wedding. But if you participate properly at a wedding, Maschara, what's the reward? Amrab Shibben Levi, Zoche Litora. Shenina Bachamisha Kolos. 
Just like there are five kolos by a wedding, you'll be zochet to a fulfillment and perfection in Torah, which was also given with five kolos. Shene'emar, ar psukim. That's two. Five kolos. Maybe there's another one that was before. Fine. Kolos. Wedding. First opinion. Rabbi Yavo says, not only that, if you it's as if you brought a carbon toda. Wow. Rav Nachman by Yitzchak Amar. It's as if you built up one, built up one of the ruins of Yerushalayim. If you go to a wedding. And the kasha is, what is the Mida Kenegan? Going to a wedding is a great thing. But what's the Mida Kenegan Mida? Why should I be zochet to Torah if I go to a wedding? Isn't, Torah's, why? It's like, Hashem feels bad. I was mevato Torah to go to the wedding. I don't have my regular Seder. So Hashem's like, okay, I'll give it to you. No. What, what's the Mida Kenegan Mida about Torah, Toda, and building up one of the Chorvos Yerushalayim? What is the Mida Kenegan Mida? So Rav Shechter has a beautiful mimer in Be'ikve Hatzon in source number 11, where he explains. Bottom right. When somebody is not married, he cannot achieve perfection in Torah. That's what the Gemara says. Shari below Isha, Shari below Torah. Umemela. Kisha no se tamar chacham. Isha hu keilu maschil lahatsliach belimuda wachshav. Ukilu makabala satora mechadash. A wedding is a kabala satora. Because that's the day that now he could fulfill, he reaches perfection and fulfillment in his Talmud Torah. Umavur begemara, and the Gemara tells us, and he quotes this from other achronim. We know there's a machlokes. How do we celebrate Yantif? Holy days. Is it for Hashem? Is it for us? Is it kulo, kulo, machlokes, tanoim? But there are three days that everybody agrees you need a part. Lachem. What's that? Bi'ilanami lachem. So we have Shabbos, because of Onik Shabbos. We have Purim. Because of Yimei Mishnah V'Sem Chatziv. And we have Shvuis. Shvuis for sure needs Lachem. Why? Says the Gemara, line 7, my timer, Yom Shenitzno Bo Torahu. The day of Kabbalah Satora. For sure you need to eat. You can't just stay and learn all day in the shul. Ask the Mepharshim, what do you mean, Adarabah, just the opposite? The day of Kabbalah Satora. That should be a day that you can learn all day. The answer is no. Like the Ramban explains at the end of Parsha Shoftim. Kabbalah Satora. Whenever there's a Kabbalah Satora, there's a Chi of Su'uda. There's a Chi of to have a party. Because that's how we celebrate. And that's why Shlomo HaMelech, when he built the Beis HaMikdash, made a party. Because once there's a Beis HaMikdash, Kimitzion Tetzay Torah. And that's why another Pshat, the Mepharshim explained, the difference between Purim and Hanukkah. Not only Purim has a Chi of Su'uda because it was a physical danger and Hanukkah was a spiritual danger and no spiritual Su'uda. But deeper... Purim, what does the Gemara say? Hadar kibluha b'yemei rosh. Purim was a Kabbalah Torah, And that's why there's a chi of su'uda. And that's why there's a chi of su'uda, suggests Rav Shechter, at a wedding. Because a wedding is also Kabbalah Torah. V'hachanami, line 18. Nirali b'chasan tamar chacham shalom atorah b'bachruso. Shenisuav chashivi b'adok Kabbalah Torah. Mechadash. Umemela mitzvah l'kvah su'uda az l'regal simchas Kabbalah Torah mechadash. So if that's true, it's only fitting. Mida Kenegan Mida. Someone who takes part in the Su'uda of Kabbalah Satorah is Zoche to Torah themselves. Opinion number one. Opinion number two is someone more obvious. A wedding is like, well, there's so much Hodah. They found that their mates for the rest of their life. Suda's Hodah they're giving to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. So So too. If we take part in that, as if I gave a toda also. And then finally, what about the third opinion? Why is it ki lubana echad michurvas yushalayim? And by the way, this is obvious. Sheva brachas Torah can be used at any sheva brachas. What's the third opinion? So maybe that's based on another Gemara in Yavamas. The Gemara tells us Samach Bey is line twenty-two. Ain ben David ba achi ikalu kol neshamo shebaguf. Mashiach's not coming until every child that was supposed to be born has been born. 
There's a certain number of children that need to be born. Once they're all born, boom, Mashiach's on his way. There's a place called Guf in Shamayim, Chazal explained, and once every Neshama is taken out of there and put into every child, Kadosh Baruch is going to say, okay, time for Mashiach. If that's the case then, then every wedding is the next step to the, every child being born. And every wedding might be, in a sense, a hachana for Geula. Because this is the next step for the child, and this is the next step for Mashiach. Umemeila, line 27. Etzem kfar aschalta de Geula. And therefore, says the anyone who takes part in that, who's bringing the Geula closer, is which is the symbol of the Geula process, and in that way, they will be Zoche Mita Keneged Mita. The three Deus, number one, Zoche Latora, number two, Zoche Latoda, number three, Kihilu Hikrev Toda, and number three, Kilubana Echad Micharbas Yerushalayim. Okay. At least for the last thought for the evening, we have to say one thought about Aseris Adibros, being that that is the centerpiece of the evening, of the, of the Parsha, and it shouldn't be too much of the centerpiece, as the Gemara says in Brachis, if we focus too much on that, it leads to Taromis Haminim, but at least the centerpiece, let's mention one thought, we've spoken a lot over the years about different Dibros, and let's focus for a moment on the last Dibor. The last one, Losach mode. Arguably, arguably the hardest Dibor to fulfill. Believe in HaKadosh Baruch Hu, Avodah Zarah, swearing falsely. Shabbos, that's also a pretty tough one to keep every diktuk. Okay, but you can imagine, keeping up aim is a challenging one, very much also. But Losach mode is pretty tough. Losach mode. Maybe Losesav is even tougher. But either way, it's all Dibor number 10, and that is not to covet, not to desire. Question. The Torah tells us in the last Dibur, Lo sachmod beis reecha, do not covet or desire the house of your friend. Lo sachmod, eishes reecha, don't desire your friend's wife. Va'avdo, va'amoso, vishoro, v'chamoro, v'cholashel reecha. You shouldn't desire his ox, his donkey, his avadim, and anything of his. V'cholashel reecha. Question. Why can't we just say, Lo sachmod, cholashel reecha? Why do we first have all of these details and all of these examples? Isha, Eved, Am, Amma, Shor, Chamar. And then we say the Sa'vakala Shelariacha. Just tell me, Vakala Shelariacha. So a thought quoted in a couple of Svarim from Rabbi Yaakov Galinsky. It's quoted in Makras Loshabbas Onig. It's quoted in the new Sefer Lehis Anig that came out. The following idea. Line 5. When we covet something, let's say we look at our neighbor and there's something that we really want and we wish we had and we violate Losachmod. He has a certain anything, certain car, certain house, certain anything. We focus on that one item. We focus on that. Oh, I wish I had that. I wish I had, I guess in our generation, that technological gadget. Right, oh, he's got the six, I only got the four. He's got the this, I got the that, everything's new, you can't keep up. Right, they can't keep up. So, when we have that desire, you know what the Torah is telling us? You can't just look at that item. Wait a minute, you know what we tell the person? Turning the page? You're right, you're right, maybe you deserve that thing. But mitzad sheni, if you want that of his, if you want A, then you also have to take B, C, D, E, and F. Because HaKadosh Baruch Hu didn't only give your friend that. He gives your friend the 42 other things. Because Hashem has a package for each one of us. HaKadosh Baruch Hu gives each one of us a whole array of talents and challenges. And everything tailor-made just like he gives us an eye prescription and he gives us any gift that we have, that's the message of Losach. How do we conquer Losach mode? You focus on Isha and Amma and Shar and Hamar, but then the Torah says, the Kala Think about everything he has. Because once we start thinking about everything, then we maybe will think, you know, maybe it's not so good for me. 
No, that headache I really wouldn't want. Maybe that issue he has with his family member, maybe maybe it's not for me. Once we start looking at it in the big picture, you don't just focus on one thing. One thing, okay. But if we don't just think about Shor Chamar, the the details, that's what we're going to desire. But the way out of it, the strategy, is realizing that HaKadosh Baruch Hu has a package, has a whole plan for each one of us. And once we're Samech B'chalkeinu in that plan, with that package, with all of the details of that package, we'll realize and we'll have a Karas HaTov to HaKadosh Baruch Hu and we'll be able to conquer any desires by looking at that we have Okay, we'll stop here. We'll continue next week with more laws given at Harsinai.